0: this episode of new manager media manage right from the start is brought to you by Takagi Consulting I'm Jennifer Takagi the founder and CEO chief encouraging officer of Takagi Consulting join my groups so you can have access to informational videos resources and to help you succeed as well as a community to help support and propel your career the Facebook group and LinkedIn group names are new managers on the rise join them today you can also find the links in the show notes that's new managers on the rise i'm jennifer takagi and i really look forward to connecting to you soon welcome to new manager media manage right from the start with jennifer takagi i'm jennifer a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and today I am talking to one of my new online friends, Vanessa Zami. Right? I got it right? <laughs> yes, did. Yes, did. <laughs> So a lot of people have, have expressed zoom fatigue and online meeting fatigue, and they want to see people in person. I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I'm touchy feely. I want to be in person. I want to go to lunch. I want to have drinks. I want to do all the things, but what's the next best thing? Making friends with people all over the world. Literally. I interviewed a gal for my podcast. She's from Iceland. Iceland. Seriously, Iceland. Um, It was amazing. She's brilliant. So I love it when I meet people in various formats, various programs, various platforms. And it's like, hey, let's get together and visit. So today we are so fortunate to have Vanessa. She has been in the corporate world and chose to make a, a detour and get off the corporate treadmill and now she's on a new treadmill of entrepreneurship but we were going to talk about corporate experiences and um, some tips suggestions strategies to help those who are still in that space welcome Vanessa thank you so much we tried this last week my internet got cut so I have new internet a new provider I have full power now I'm
1: ready to go Wonderful. Wonderful. That's great. Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me <laughs> and excited for us to continue without the internet.
0: <laughs> continue the conversation. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your past, your history. What have you done? And then what you do now?
1: Well, what I do now in my entrepreneurship uh, I, I like to call it a race, right? Entrepreneurship is a marathon. So let's call it a marathon race. What I do now is somewhat connected to essentially what I also did in my corporate life. So, in my corporate world, I was consulting Fortune 500 companies externally as an external consultant. So, I did many different industries around the world, traveled around. It was great, got those miles, got those points. Good. Then um, went into in industry as we call it, in consulting, and decided to work for a company as a sort of internal consultant on their corporate strategy team. And doing pricing and pro- product strategies for them and so we're looking at not only what changes can be made within the next year but also just what changes can be made like five ten years right it's a multi-billion dollar company so they were just trying to get more billions you know so what what could be made what are what are those things that we can squeeze out for more money anyways um what i do now essentially well i was in that corporate space and i'm not sure if anyone else is going to resonate with this but i had some panic attacks three months into corporate actually spent three months in but i stayed i still stayed because i was like you know what like Maybe, maybe I could just like maneuver around and adjust and like whatever, whatever. Maybe, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's, you know, all the stuff. Anyways, point being, um, I stayed around, you know, switched different teams, went to a different company, all that jazz. And then I finally, you know, I was, like, I had, I had enough. I went to a different company. I had a wonderful culture. It was a great culture, great company culture, but then I had a bad boss again. And I was like, what in the world is happening here? So (laughs) I then remember Shad Poor Dad. When I remember Shad Poor Dad, I then was able to figure out, oh, entrepreneurship is one, accessible. And then two, it's the way that I can achieve all the goals that I have in life. And so from there, a couple months later, I would then like wake up one day and I real and your business catalyst and my consulting company was born and with through which I essentially am dedicated to helping nine to fivers grow their business on the side of their day job until they are ready to confidently transition into full time entrepreneurship. And so I really work with my clients really diving deep into Renewing their business, you know, and just rebuilding and growing it. Specifically, I work with people who have already started their business, but you're like a little discouraged. Um, and you really just need to renew that passion so that you can continue living that life that you should be having, life you deserve, and the life that will get you feeling good, you know, sitting with your kids. And they're not sitting here like mommy and daddy looks a little, look a little terrible. Mm. <laughs> a little terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. We don't want that. We want them to be like, Oh, yay. Everyone's happy all that dad. So I like to say this with happiness. So, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so you, you, um, opened up just a whole cans of worms for me. I mean, it's like, which, 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 you know, little rabbit hole do I want to go down? So I want to start with the fact that you worked for a company and decided to move. From that first company to the mm-hmm. second company mm-hmm. and the second company had, you know, they had a great culture. So let's talk yeah. about the first company first. And my question is, I coach people and talk to people about core values yeah. and your core values in some way need to align with the organization. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that. Yes, absolutely. So, um. I, I had a situation where I had an evil boss and I talk about it quite openly on the podcast, Uh, but my core values, one of my very top core values was security. Mm -hmm. And so I found other ways to deal with my panic attacks, which I also had Mm -hmm. because the security was so great. At the time, I'm not saying I was right, but I'm saying at the time it was worth it to stay because it's yeah. so fit within my core values and everything else was good. Other than, you know, that specific boss. Yeah. So you move to another company. The culture is great, which culture is everything. I've talked about this on previous podcasts. You literally walk in the door and you feel comfortable or you feel stifled. Like it, it's <laughs> just, it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> but here you've got a great company culture. I'm going to put words in your mouth and say that it fit your
1: um, value system. Yeah. yeah I was and able to be you... authentically me. I was, I also was great too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you have a horrible boss. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have new managers on this podcast. Those are my people. That's who I like to hang out on the playground with. So, kind of two sides. What makes a bad boss? And what would make them a good boss? So tell me about your bad boss. Yes, I'ma
1: let you know. Let me <laughs> tell you, Jenna, first. <laughs> uh, and here we just go. Hey,
0: so I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <so>. dinner, people. <laughs> But essentially for him and there's many different factors here in terms of what made him a bad boss. Right. But it was the the big picture here was that he also wasn't willing to be a better boss. That's 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 it's like there were bad things about him and then you would give feedback and it was like there was this way that he had about manipulating what you said to be like, no, it's your fault. Like and sort of it was a very interesting like man child dynamic. Where you're like, wait a second, like, <laughs> where it, it, was, right, it was so he just wasn't good at taking feedback, right? And the thing is that at some point in time, I realized that I wasn't the crazy one because other team members had the same exact complaints and the same exact issues. Right? Because we gossip in the kitchen. Right. Like everyone. So it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, it's just Vanessa, right? Like it would have been easy for me to be like, oh, it's just like a black person thing, right? No. Like literally he had an issue with everyone on the team. Like he was just a bad leader. And unfortunately, you give him feedback and he just wasn't willing to take the feedback. He like didn't really want to be better or think that he needed to be better. And I was at the HR office like four times and I was like, this is such a great company culture. I shouldn't have had to quit for this one person. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, and so I was in the HR office like four times essentially and just trying to navigate like different ways to have a discussion and different ways to like give feedback. I'm like, maybe I'm not saying it right, all that jazz. And really at the end of the day, the, the big issue with him, was, like he just didn't think that he needed to be better and he didn't like really want to be a better leader. And with that in mind, what are some other characteristics? He was all about himself, essentially. He was someone who was given direct reports, but he hadn't really, like it was more for him. It was more so like you could have given him like a virtual assistant, <laughs> you know, like he was very much, so it was very much about him one. And how does that, you know, sort of come into surface? Right, like, that's the high level, it was all about him. So, and was that, okay, you did something, he didn't give credit, right? And he had this way where, he didn't give credit such that it was like he would present the thing or he would show he would share the thing with his friends and his peers that are in that upper level position and he wouldn't give you acknowledgement right which that's not a bad thing that's not a thing either. it's a bad thing it's not, It's okay okay he doesn't give credit that's fine right but here's where the issue is in corporate america right it's what people know about you it's what they think about you that makes you get to the bonuses the raises the the levels all that stuff right and so that's where it's literally like impacting your livelihood. (laughs) So with that being said, it's right. he didn't get credit. All right, cool. And so he would present different things and he'd make it like seem like his own. Another thing is that he would get, you know, um, he wasn't great at sort of, um, what do you call it? Scoping, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so he was really great at managing up, which is why everyone thought he was great. And they didn't see him for the state that he was. But he was really poor at sort of, scoping for the team. So he would get different requests from people. It's kind of just like middle management, we get a lot of things from different people. And he wasn't great at sort of, you know, setting expectations, right and scoping it out, right. And so that's one thing. So you get a lot of things on his plate. But then two, what he would do with all those things on his plate, Jennifer, he had poor delegation skills. So what he would do is that he would like he would take sort of like, like the sexiest thing, like he would take like all the things that he thought was like really notable or would give more visibility, he took that for himself. Because again, this was about him and his career. And then he gave you like the, oh, do this Excel thing. Like, do the, like it was this very, like, it was, it was, yeah. So there was that too. Lots of issues. Okay, what else? Where, where else can I go with this? Um yeah, see, those are the main key things. And really at the end of the day, because of the, that like second half, it was just very much like, I felt like I was competing with my boss, who's like three levels above me, so i was just like confused (laughs) i was was like why why do i feel like you're taking my ideas like i was having an idea i would share with him he'll be like well no and then i would hear that he presented the idea to someone else to his boss and i was like as his own (laughs) right yeah and i was like wait a second so then literally i stopped i just stopped sharing ideas with him i just like i'm just i'm gonna i'm just gonna stop um i started skip leveling him so i would have um so we're talking, I guess we're going into how to deal with the bad boss. Um, so I'm really good at strategy. So I was like playing this game. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I would also skip level. And I would actually have um, like just like this one-on-one meetings with his boss um, on the team and just like drive with him. He's like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Right. And so that also got my name out there my ideas out there, et cetera. At the same time, I would like, you know, instead of relying on him to share with his, his peers what I had done. I was set. I literally had meetings with other people too, other people in the company. And I was like, listen, like, you know, I just, we call it TBs where I worked, um, touch bases. And so essentially just like 20, like kind of like virtual coffee chats, but 20, 30 minute check-ins with people like, Hey, what are you working on? This is what I'm working on. This is what I did. Like, it's sort of just like doing that sort of feel. And so then by the time the review came and he was sitting in the room and the way that the, the, my company, this company did reviews, the way that, that, right first company did reviews was bad, but the way that this company did reviews was that people were just sitting around sit around the table and just like talk about the person so it'll be like Jennifer and people would be like oh yeah I know Jennifer oh yeah oh yeah and people would just start you know doing little things and so by the time the review came at some point in time he was in this room people brought up my name Vanessa or he brought up my name you know Vanessa Zami. and there were people who just chimed in from different spaces right and he then connected with me the day later and he was like yeah I went to the review yesterday and like yeah, you made a, you made a, um, you definitely had an impact here in the business. Like people like definitely know you. And I was like, Oh, you don't say, I wonder how they know me. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah. Shocking, wasn't it to him? Oh my God. <laughs> right. Cause he hadn't spent any time getting people to know me. Right. So it really was just about what it is that I had done. Um, in a meeting with people and be like, Hey, this is what I presented all other things. And that's what it came down to. Right. And then by the time that like I talk about the promotion that I got and the raise that I got that came from me connected with other people. It wasn't through him. It was me going above him <laughs> and around him, <laughs> but it wasn't through him.
0: So you, you found a way to navigate, although that's exhausting, right? Yes. Very I exhausting. I <laughs> find a way to navigate, but again, sometimes you have to do what you have to do to survive in the environment while you're there.
1: Yes. And, and this is while I was doing my business too. Well, I'll start my business soon at the same time. Yeah,
0: because you're doing your business in the night so that you yeah. could be ready to, to take a hike. <laughs> so I keep hearing about this book or I kept hearing about it called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. And uh, I love audiobooks because I have a baking business. I spend a lot of time decorating cookies and cakes because it takes freaking forever. And now I only do custom orders for family and friends because it just is so time consuming. I love it. But it I mean, it can be too much. So I love listening to audiobooks because I can listen to them. It's not like watching TV or a movie on your, you know, where you have to look up. Like I can concentrate on what I'm working on, but I can also listen to that. And one of the things that shocked me, and I just had to grab my phone and look up what year that was published. One of the things he said towards the end of the book was, If you don't treat your people well and better than before, because we've moved into a new age and this new age requires that we treat people well, we interact with them and we give them credit where credit is due. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is all employee engagement. People don't leave jobs. They leave bosses. People don't yeah. leave jobs. They leave the culture people. The number one complaint people have is not being appreciated. How do you not appreciate somebody? You take their ideas and credit for yourself. You keep yeah. all the sexy stuff and give them all the grunt work. Right. You know, I mean, all the things you just said, that's like the epitome of how to make somebody want to leave. Yeah. But I was thinking, I wonder when that book was published. Like everything you're saying was short of Excel spreadsheet, but (laughs) it's this book. It was published in 1937, 1937. We're talking what 80 some odd years. I'm not the math wizard in this equation. (laughs) 80 some odd years ago, they were complaining about if you don't treat your people well. Now, I was trained, uh, trained. I had, I met this gal. We were at a business meeting. She worked in a different office, but we connected over lunch. So we went and met for a drink before the whole group went to dinner. And she said, the number one thing you can do is always make your boss look good. Always make your boss look good because everybody will know that you're the one that did the work that served me extremely well but as soon as i stepped into a management position and i continued even though i had an evil boss i continued to make her look good because that really did serve me well i i gave all the credit to my staff oh you know vanessa did this didn't she do a great job oh we beat this deadline because vanessa worked so hard and so everybody knows above me that I played a part in that, right? Because I got you engaged. I got you on the project. I encouraged you. I provided the support. But then you get the acknowledgement you need. And I think sometimes in addition to, it's not an either word a both hand, in addition to your boss being completely power hungry and insecure, I'm just gonna call it what it is. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he was probably scared to death of losing you. Like, if I let everybody know how amazing she is, she might go to another department. She might get promoted over me. Like, that complete insecurity of losing you and not wanting to. And I literally saw people pass over for promotions because their boss would not give them a high enough recommendation because yeah. they couldn't afford to lose them. Well, guess what? You're going to lose a whole lot more. You're going to lose. <laughs> A lot more if you don't give people the recognition so some key points here and help me out if I miss one or you know if you would phrase it differently but I am thinking if you're a manager at whatever level or capacity put your employees first
1: yes, yes.
0: so put your employees first the second is as hard as it is to take criticism And occasionally you have to throw it out because it's unwarranted, unjust. Mm -hmm. But if somebody criticizes you, take the time to consider how valid their complaint is. Yeah. And then the part two of that would be um, make a decision on if you need to address that in some way.
1: That is a good point, yeah. And an example of my boss at some point in time I just gave up giving feedback. And then his boss was then giving the feedback by all of us on the team. We tried to do individual. We were like, okay, there's something wrong here. So all the people on the team that gave his boss feedback, right? And then his boss then gave him the feedback and he still sat there and tried to act like it wasn't true. <laughs> like, it just was like, talk about not taking any feedback. It was like, he literally sat there and tried to argue and like, be like, oh no, what do you mean? Uh, like with his boss. And so, I mean, talk about, not, it's just, yeah. Yeah. So take the feedback, people, just take the feedback, acknowledge it, actually sit down with it. And instead of trying to sit down and disprove it, like sit down and try to see how could it be right? Is there any way?
0: Well, I got two uh, recommendations to read two books when I was in the midst of my uh, drama and one was called the sociopath next door. And I got that book and I read it. It was a pretty fast read. I read the book. And after I read it, I was so disheartened. I went to see a counselor, right? Because I was about to have nervous breakdown. And she said, get this book and read it. So I, I got the book. I read it. I went back the next week and she said, Well, you know, what about the book? And I said, Well, um, it's extremely scary to me that one in 25 Americans is a sociopath. Like they're not the, the mass murderers. I won't even say their names out loud because you know you don't want to give them any credit. They're not the mass murderers, but they're the the person on your um, parent teacher organization who's the president who just nitpicks and drives everybody nuts. Oh, like the movie Bad Moms, right? Like Bad Moms, the <laughs> the Christina Applegate character uh, who just drives everybody insane, right? Those kind of people. All those little things, they're just not right. Mm -hmm. They are just not right. And I said, you know, okay, so I'm surrounded by sociopaths, which I find very scary. Yeah. I said, but I felt so hopeless. Like I finished the book and I was hopeless. It was like, well, now what am I going to do? Okay. Like I'm surrounded by (laughs) sociopaths. what now? And she said, oh, okay. So the next book to read is how to deal with difficult people. Mm. excellent give me some hope (laughs) well the key takeaway for me I'm sure there were many more but the key takeaway for that book for me was it's not going to last forever Mm. whatever person is driving you insane at work it's not going to last forever because either you move on or they move on Yes, And typically the max period of time, according to the research done for that book, I believe was eight years or less
1: and That's eight years is a
0: very long time. <laughs> it's a very long time, but if you can learn, um, to deal with them differently, which I did, the first thing yeah. I had to learn was, um, I couldn't use words like I had to use as few words as possible. Vanessa called in sick today. I couldn't say why, I couldn't say what was going on. I had to just drop it there because then it became a fight. Right? If she asked for 3 things on a spreadsheet, I started only giving her 3 because the fight would come when she needed 8 and I would give her all 8 and then all of a sudden, you know, that was a problem. Mm. And so it was like, no, she asked for 3, just give her 3. Like just <laughs> just give her what she asked for. So that made like a huge difference. But then at some point I was given the opportunity to leave and I ran out the door. <laughs> I, mean, I ran out the door. I took one job assignment that was an entire summer of flying in and out of town, which that interfered with my lake life, right? Cause I'm at the lake every weekend and I had to, I had to plan those flights so I could get home. So that took care of like over three months of my time with her. Then I got another special assignment. I was gone a year. So my eight years with her really turned into about six and a half, right? Because I did special projects. Mm -hmm. I I found a way to survive it um, and well. But when you're in a situation like that, you know, I'll just throw out there, go talk to a professional. Uh, I love that you went to HR. How can I have this conversation? Um, Some people... You just can't.
1: Right? You just can't. Yeah. It took me about four times to realize that. I was like, man, guess there's no hope here. Guess uh, no- yeah. this is not yeah. working for me at <laughs> all. Well, I love
0: this and I love the conversation. What one thing would you want to tell
1: our audience so they can like hmm. stand in their own? I would say I would suggest the audience read that difficult people book, but um <laughs> Yes, because another thing about my the, the boss was that he was also someone who wasn't clear on what he wanted. So he would ask for the three things and then you would give the three things and it would be like, no. And it was just a whole debate about what is that he wanted, but he never knew what he wanted to begin with. So that was a whole situation. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was just difficult on so many levels.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and that is, and that's a really fair thing. And I, I have talked about this a little bit in the past. And that is, if you're the manager and and you don't know exactly what you want but you have like this soft-sided vision of what it could mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. then tell your person <coughs> part of me tell your person i'm not exactly sure what i want this to look like in the end but i kind of i need these elements or whatever because had your boss my boss said i'm not really sure you know take it and run with it and then Mm -hmm. you know come back let's see where you are we would have approached that very differently yes because if you tell me give me abc i'm going to give you abc and you come back and say i wanted def why on earth did you give me abc yes It's going to be a drama. So I think that honesty about I'm not really sure what this would look like. I loved it that delegating was a problem because when you delegate, you have to be extremely clear. You do. I need ABC or
1: I need the alphabet rearranged. Can you make that, you know, something like that? (laughs) And then 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 when they rearrange the alphabet, you know, you get you say, oh, my God, thank you so much. This is a better idea. Instead of, oh, from soft side vision, I went to hard vision, but I didn't tell you, so I made you do all the other stuff <laughs> <laughs> that you didn't need to do because I actually had a vision at some point in time. And- <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's a very hard
0: mindset to have, which yeah. is another thing I had to embrace of you're paid the same no matter what. Yes. And, and I didn't want to be paid the same the, the, no matter what. I wanted to do a good job the first time and move on to the next thing. And so as a manager, it is really important that you be clear with your people and you delegate yeah. and you, you know, you do all the things that need to be done and, and, do it the well, same, and build the skills.
1: Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, and this is the same as an employee and also the same if you decide to do your own business. Like if you are a leader of people, be clear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I, ha- I have a friend, Laurel Rutledge, and she'll always
0: say, it is not unkind to be clear, and it's like, yeah, it's kind to be clear, yeah, yeah, well, so, true. so true, <laughs> okay, so true. Okay, so if somebody wants to get hold of you, why don't you just tell us a couple places where we can find you, and we'll be sure to put them in all the show notes. Yeah, well, I'm on
1: LinkedIn, Vanessa Zami, and so that most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook as well. So just is popping up in a Facebook group. You're welcome to reach out to me, friend request me. I'll be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Um, yes. If you are interested in uh, either you're starting a business or you already have a business, but you're struggling and stuck, then I also have a Facebook group as well called skyrocket your side business with Vanessa Zami. You're welcome to check that out. On um, my Facebook is a link tree link with all my links in there too. And then, yeah. And if you are interested in, if you have already have a business, but you have been struggling to figure out what next and just you're, you're you know, they're struggling, you're just struggling, you're frustrated, you're discouraged, but you know that you do not want to stay in the cubicle, <laughs> then by all means, reach out to me, let's schedule time as well, using the link in the comments, um, or you can also check out the thesidebusinessformula.com. So it's essentially an easy to follow framework on getting you to make sure you're managing your workflow well in between your cubicle and your business life as well as personal life, family, all the things, as well as ensuring that you have the right marketing strategy that works for your business and getting that streamlined. And so you can be focused and stay consistent within your business. So that's it. Yeah. Lots of links, but they'll be in there.
0: (laughs) And I love that. So, and I just want to say one thing, there are many of us, I'm sure you're included in this Vanessa, where Like we do one thing for a job, a career, but we have other passions and interests. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about your side business and the side hustle, there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who had full-time jobs and were somewhat content with them, but there was something kind of missing because they had a creative side that really couldn't come out in the office. And they started a side business and the next thing they knew, you know, they were making more in their side business than they were (laughs) in their actual business. So I just want to throw out there, if you have a passion for something and you thought about turning it into a business and you can devote, I'm going to say 10 hours a week to get it started, you know, a couple hours in the evenings, maybe a little bit of weekend time, Mm -hmm. you might just want to check out what Miss Vanessa has uh, to help you get started on that. Yes. Happy
1: to connect further.
0: Yes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> yes. Vanessa, thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait Thanks. to connect with you more in the future.
1: Yes. Looking forward to chatting further. Ah,
0: I'm Jennifer Takagi with new manager media, and I look forward to connecting with you all soon. Thanks. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review And share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.